Good evening, Patriots. And it is still February 8th, 2022, Tuesday. And Canada is holding strong. No updates from this evening. I'd be curious as we move along if there's going to be any updates on what the RCMP is going to be up to. But we always have to keep our eye fixed on the unexpected. We're at a point right now where a lot of what we are doing is poking the poking the dragon. And Canada's doing it. Pretty much anybody speaking out is doing it. So they're looking for ways to control the narrative in a panic. And I don't, I guess I'm going to hesitate. I don't like using the term panic so much because these, these people are smart and they're very, they've developed a very sophisticated system and they have controlled both the narrative and the counter narrative. And they've in the systems of control, they are very deep in their ranks. So for us to win, we're going to have to go through phases, in my opinion, of small victories that are like shedding layers of the onion. But we just can't ever give in because the more that we press each layer that we think we might have a small victory in, we have to look deeper to see what the next one is. We'll get to some of that with the letter from from Archbishop Vigano tonight. Before we begin, my pillow, mypillow.com forward slash bards is the landing page for Bards Nation. It's thanks to all you great patriots and all the support. Mike Lindell is one of those fantastic patriot Christians in our time who has just led the fight for the nation in so many ways. His company is continues to be just a fantastic company, not only for the fact that when you spend money there, you know that your dollars are going to fight for liberty. It's a company that has a solid faith and, and a rock in the bed of faith and bond with Christ. And products are of amazing quality with a, just a quality company. So if you use your Bards code, B-A-R-D-S, you're going to find all sorts of great products at great discounts. Head on over to Bards. I'm sorry, mypillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your Bards code, B-A-R-D-S. You're going to find some amazing savings right now. And all of this, anything you purchase right now, you're going to end up, if you use your Bards code, getting a free copy of Mike Lindell's book, which tells his story from addict to one of the greatest CEOs in our time. And the whole pivot on that is Christ. That's something I'll talk about here in a minute because it's really interesting, the timing of that, of where so many of these people are identifying, and I'll talk about that in a second. So anyway, check it out, mypillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards. Get some great product for the house, super pillows, sheets, unbelievable sheets, incredible comforters, all on sale right now. So check it out. Also, Expedition, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. It's a coffee for Bards Nation. It's a health coffee designed to boost your Immune system, give you that strength and energy you need all day long, clear mental focus. And with it are other products on the on the site that are all designed to help boost your immune system and keep you healthy in this time and return your health sovereignty to you, keep you away from the hospital nightmare. And hopefully get you away from the pharmaceutical death systems. So those include Immune XP, which is an immune-boosting supplement 
built around pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. You have earth, which is a full body nutrient powder. Mix it with water, drink it like a shake once a day. All the nutrients your body needs. You have Pure 47, which is a refined silver extract. It's refined down to the silver level. Very important product to keep in your cabinet. And you've got the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. So that's for leaky gut syndrome, which is one of the critical areas in which we get sick. So check that out at Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Finally, The Founder's Bible Foundersbible.com is the Bible for our time. It's a NASB 1995 edition. You get 20% off using your Bard's code. It has many of our founding fathers' documents built in, worked in through the scripture. You can literally get a lesson in God's word and how our founding fathers use scripture as a living language. So, again, thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. And you'll get 20% off on those heirloom Bibles printed in good old U.S. of A. So before we get into Doc, Archbishop Vigano's letter, it's something that's really interesting. And I've told you my story. It's episode 64. If you ever want to go back and listen to it, and you can find it. It's, I mean, it's, all in, it's in the Podbean stack. I think you can even Google it because I did the other day and found it. And you can find it on the website. So there you go, bardsfm.com. And I say this because when I interviewed Mike Lindell recently, he made the comment that in 2017 is really was his transformational year of coming to Christ. And for myself, it was 2017 was my transformational year when I came back to Christ. I'd already been, I'd accepted Christ when I was very young, but really after my whole ordeal in Denver, I came back to Christ. And so I just find it interesting because I just read somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but I just, that's what caught my attention was that there was somebody else that I was just, oh, I know who it was. It was Lynn Wood. And he was talking about how it was 2018 that God, God called him again. And I've heard this over and over. So it's really something significant in those years. I mean, this is not, just interesting how many people I just keep running into that keep talking about how 2017, 2018, these were like really critical years that God's called them. And I mean, I'll tell you, God literally called me and I listened. Smack down, listen to me, my son. And I said, yes, father, no problem. So we're in a really crazy time of the Luciferian taking control of the world or trying to. And there's a piece that was up just a little bit ago, and I don't know if you have seen it, but it is a um, Canadian comedian. And it's Heather, let me see if I can find it here. It is Heather McDonald. It's stunning. She does her comedian act. And she talks about how she's double vaxxed and boosted. She even had her shingle shot. She makes some crude comment about how she still has her monthly cycle. Typical comedian garbage. 
And then she makes the comment that Jesus loves her more. And I am not kidding you, falls drops, like drops onto the stage without coronary. And the audience thinks it's funny because they think it's part of her act until they realize it's not part of her act. And they have to get somebody's out, somebody out there to take her out and in with uh, to the hospital. God's moving, and if you have any doubt about that, start opening your eyes because God's moving and not playing around right now. Words are life and death, and playing around with this idea. I just put it in simple terms. If you get mad one day, and I. Let's just say you get mad and you just slip out and you say God's name in vain or something. I would highly recommend you get down on your knees like ASAP. Like don't mess around. Because this is really a very serious time. And it's whatever is happening in the world, our words, what we're saying, what we're doing, what we're projecting is having an increasing immediate effect. I think we walked around in a sleeping coma as a world, but suddenly that, we'll just say it's a veil, kind of a veil over ourselves. That veil's been ripped away, and we're into some like high-energy stuff going on here. God's not playing around. When you see something like that, it's a wow moment. That um, posting of the comedian, I believe we have in the Bards FM family room. If not, I know the mods will put it there. But Heather McDonald, she learned a lesson. I probably didn't learn a lesson because she's probably going to tell herself, well, that was just coincidence. Well, I hope she did learn a lesson because God's not playing at all. We have this garbage up today. Military continues to deny religious exemptions. This is actually from yesterday. I apologize. February 7th. As Liberty Council prepares for a hearing in the U.S. District Court in Tampa on Thursday, February 10th, the Navy SEAL 1 versus Biden, the Department of Defense continues to unlawfully discriminate against military service members by allowing medical exemptions for COVID-19 shots while denying religious exemptions. If you are a transgender in the military, you can get an exemption. I almost guarantee it. But if you are a Christian, they're going to expel you. This is why it keeps telling you, do not worship the military. Do not worship a man in uniform. This carte blanche thing of like, I support the blue. I love our vets. I'm just going to be clear. You have to get to who people are. God doesn't want us worshiping people by titles or generically worshiping people by titles. It isn't a form of idolatry. I know that doesn't sound comforting when you hear that. And for veterans out there, love you guys. I am one and I love you guys, but here's the deal. You chose to serve like I did. And as we chose to serve, that's just part of our choice. We don't get any extra bennies. You don't get to get any extra attention and nobody really wants to hear about all the drama and trauma you went through because the bottom line is it was a choice and that's coming from a vet. So suck it up. That's what I'd say. Right now, what we need is veterans to take leads and realize this is a war. And this isn't a time to be like trying to pad yourself with a military-industrial complex contract 
or whatever else you're doing. And by the way, anybody out there that's playing that game thinking they're going to make some money over this time, I would rethink it. Because if these people continue to their march and we don't win, all that's going to be for naught. You're not going to have anything anyway because they're going to take it all away. That's their intent. Canada's continued to lead this fight in a very bold way. And so tonight what I wanted to do is to read the most recent letter from Archbishop Vigano. As you know, he was on the show almost two years ago. Maybe it was a year and a half ago. And this was written or published yesterday, February 7th, 2020. And this particular uh, letter is published in lifesitenews.com. You can probably find it other places. I believe the Gateway Pundit posted it. So let me read this to you. And I think it's, it's a good letter. I don't know if you know this. He was supposed to be Pope. And they out-politicked him. Instead, they put up the crazy guys that we have up there now. And how Vigano imagines to stay alive, I don't know. But God's apparently walking, watching over him, which is good. So let me read this letter. Dear brothers and sisters, Canadian truck drivers. The global coup that is these two, day, two years of psychopandemic farce has been carried out by the globalist elite appears most clearly if we do not limit ourselves to considering what happened in individual nations, but broaden our gaze to what has happened everywhere. Your protest, dear Canadian truck driver friends, joins a worldwide chorus that wants to oppose the establishment of the new world order on the rubble of nation states. Through the Great Reset desired by the World Economic Forum and by the United Nations under the name of Agenda 2030. And we know that many heads of governments have participated in Klaus Schwab's School for Young Leaders, the so-called Global Leaders for Tomorrow, beginning with Justin Trudeau and Emmanuel Macron, Janita Ardern, and Boris Johnson, and before that, Angela Merkel, Nicholas Sarkozy, and Tony Blair. It would seem that Canada is, along with Australia, Italy, Austria, and France, one of the nations most infiltrated by the globalists. And in this infernal project, we must not only consider the psychopandemic farce, but also the attack on traditions and Christian identity, indeed, more precisely, the Catholic identity of these countries. I would correct that, by the way. It's Christian identity. You understood this instinctively, and your yearning for freedom was shown in all its coordinated harmony, moving towards the capital, Ottawa. Dear truck drivers, you are facing great difficulties, not only because you give up your work to demonstrate, but also because of the adverse weather conditions, long nights in the cold, and attempts to be cleared away that face you. Uh, my subnote, Canadians thrive in the cold. They're, they're more normal in the cold than they are in the heat. I don't know what that northern climate does, but somehow Canadians like get, get strange in the summer and get normal in the winter. So just keep that in mind. Continuing. But along with these difficulties, you have also experienced the closeness of many of your fellow citizens. 
who, like you, have understood the looming threat and want to support you in participating against the regime. Allow me also to express to you my support and my spiritual closeness to which I join the prayer that your event may be crowned with success and may also extend to other countries. In these days, we see the masks of tyrants from all over the world fall, and unfortunately, we also see so much confirmation, so much fearfulness, so much cowardice in people who up until yesterday were we regarded as friends, even among our family members. Yet precisely because of this extreme situation, we discover with amazement gestures of humanity made by strangers, signs of solidarity and brotherhood on the part of those who feel close to us in common battle. We discover so much generosity and so much desire to shake us from the stupor, from the stupor. We discover that we are no longer willing to passively suffer the destruction of our world imposed by a cabal of unscrupulous criminals thirsty for power and money. In this relentless attack on the traditional world, not only your way of life and your identity have been affected, but also your passions, your possessions, excuse me, your activities and your work. This is the great reset. This is the future promised by slogans like build back better. This is the future of billions of people being controlled in their every move, in all their transactions, in every purchase, every bureaucratic practice, every activity. Automatons without souls or wills, deprived of their identity, reduced to having an universal income that allows them to survive, to buy only what others have already decided to put up for sale, transformed by a gene serum into people who are chronically ill. Today, more than ever, it is essential that you realize that it is no longer possible to passively assist it is necessary to take a position to fight for freedom, to demand respect for natural freedoms. But even more, dear Canadian brothers, it is necessary to understand that this dystopia serves to establish the dictatorship of the New World Order and totally erase every trace of our Lord Jesus Christ from society, from history, and from the traditions of people. Demonstrate for your rights Canadian friends, but may these rights not be limited to a simple claim to the freedom of enter supermarkets or not to be vaccinated. May it also be proud and courageous claim to your sacrosanct right to be free men. But your demonstration should be one of true freedom, reminding you that in it is the truth that is our Lord Jesus who alone can guarantee you freedom. The truth will make you free. Let us pray in Christ will return to reign society in your hearts and in your families. Take up the spiritual weapon of the Holy Rosary and pray to the Blessed Virgin, St. Saint George, and the Holy Canadian Martyrs to protect your homeland. I'll, I'll pray to Jesus Christ. I would like to conclude my appeal to, by asking you to pray with me with the words that our Lord has taught us May they be the seal of this awakening of this national liberation. Let us all pray in it together out loud so that the prayer may raise to heaven, but also that it may resound powerfully in the squares and the streets 
all the way to the palaces of the powerful. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed by thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Signed, Carl Maria Vigano. I think the letter is very solid. And what I am, he nails it on a couple of pieces that really have to be considered here. This, and I, you've been hearing me say this now for weeks. This is not about mandates. This is about liberty. Archbishop Vigano uses freedom. I use liberty because liberty, freedom is a, is a thing given by, the, by people in power. They'll tell you this. Well, we'll give you your freedoms back. No, I don't want my freedom back. I want my liberty, which my liberty is given to me by God. So this is so much bigger. And I just, I really do say we have to pray, and we will tonight over this. We have to pray that the understanding of the magnitude of this fight is awakened in the hearts of all the Canadians. And not just Canadians, but around the world. But what's important about Canada right now is Canada is leading something that hasn't happened in any other, na- in any other nation. We've been dealing with an election fiasco and our whole eyes are on that while they continue to roll out this agenda of vax and COVID passports and 5G and robotics. And they're even, I've told you they were changing all of the vaccines, medicine, let's just say it that way, all the pharmaceutical medicine to include this new nanotech. There's a video that was out yesterday of a woman in Great Britain by the way, I, I'm going to recommend that everybody get a magnet. And I'm really not, I'm not kidding when I say this. Get a magnet at home, a good one, like a good solid fishing magnet. And this is why. She takes this magnet and she runs it over the prescription medicine that her doctor had prescribed for her. And the doggone pill started to move. Now, what would cause that? So she takes their, their capsules. So she undoes the capsules. And she pours out the content. So she's got the empty capsule and she's got the, the substance inside. She runs the magnet and those capsules start to move. So she takes one of the capsules and she puts it in boiling water. And she lets it sit for five minutes so it dissolves. And then she takes the magnet and she puts it on the glass. And this stuff is like moving in threads into the water. So. If it's graphene oxide, possibly, I don't I mean, I, there's no way of determining exactly what it is. It could have been a nanotech, could be magnetic fibers. Here's the deal. We have to be vigilant and understand that they are in the process of forcing humanity into a place of transhumanism. And the way they get around this, they're not forcing you to take anything. This is the thing to remember. You're simply using a person's free will. Whatever that action is, it's very critical for them because they're not coming into your house. They're not pinning you down with teams of people. Even in Australia, where they've got the whole place locked down, their latest mandatory vax policy is they will 
stop you randomly in a car. They will check you. If you are not injected, they will give you a fine. And there's three fines that you can get, and it's like up to $4,000 a fine or maybe higher. My point is you'll notice that they're not forcing it on you, and that should, that should perk everybody's ears up. Why? If they're so serious about this, why aren't they sending in the military or why aren't they sending in their rat teams to go in and drag people out of their homes or why aren't they sending in their tyrannical cops that have all bought into this thing? Police that are staying with the deep state are thugs anyway. So why aren't, why aren't they doing that? And in my opinion, it all has to do with free will because you can't control somebody's soul unless they willfully accept what is given that would destroy this or connect the soul to Lucifer. This is a true spiritual war. We see this with Heather McDonald speaking, making a joke about how Christ loves her more than anybody else, and boom, she drops literally almost dead on the stage. She didn't drop dead, but she dropped with a cardiac. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh that's why don't you try that act again? Sounds good. But we are dealing with a true spiritual war here. And they're needing you to willfully comply. Now, we have to remember that God is always going to give a way out, whether we like it or not. God will always give a way out. Remember 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Enduring is the key word. It doesn't mean you're going to be able to kick back and have a margarita and have a great time on, the, on, the, on God's dime over at the Marriott. Enduring is what we're talking about. So even though you may not like the fact that you have to quit your job, it's a choice. Even though you may not like the fact that you might get a fine, it's your choice not to take the injection. They're going to squeeze you as hard as they can. So this is about being persecuted. We're there. And you have to hold that line. You give in to them, sayonara. You're going to be like swimming in the lake of fire or something. I don't know that, but I'm just... It's not good. I'm going to tell you that right now. And if it was if it was such a good thing, obviously they wouldn't be pushing it so hard. The thing they do is good. This is far greater than money and power. That's my point. And I don't know what the apprehension is of people wanting to jump there. You know, it's we're dealing truly with a David Goliath moment. They want you to believe it's impossible to win. They're going to intimidate and are intimidating as they go. And they're going to try to broker a deal from their position that they see themselves in a position of power. This is what Canada is facing right now. So they've got their jackboots on the ground in Ontario right now or Ottawa. That would be the RCMP and their variant aspects of the Nazi order in Canada. And they are a Nazi order. I don't know what happened to them. Man, at one point, they were such good guys. I mean, good law enforcement. That's before they all got 
their soul purchased by Lucifer. And there's way too many of them out there that are just, and this goes all over the place. I mean, unfortunately, police officers, just like I said about New York City the other day, the New York City police, they are having a funeral for one of their rookies that got killed. They're all out there in mass, shutting down like two or three city blocks. And unfortunately, there's one lady, one young lady that made a really bad comment in terms of the motive of that, but she was dead on and she ended up getting excoriated on by on social media. Patriots jump all over her for criticizing the police for having for having a funeral. And I'm like, okay, stop. These are the same cops that were arresting people like the day before and yesterday arrested 10 more people for no cause that we can tell other than violation of not wearing a mask or not having a COVID passport. And now they want us to worship them and mourn for them and let them shut down the whole two blocks. And they don't have to worry about social distancing and they don't have to worry about masks. And apparently they don't have to worry about COVID passports because they're all excluded because they're cops. We cannot live in a world of duplicity like this. That is not the way this works. And so that's like this thing of worship the blue. I don't. I respect police officers in their duty that do a job of respecting the community. It's that simple. But I'm sure as heck not going to extend this hand of like, oh, I followed. I, I trust the blue. I do not, by the way, any more than I trust a man in uniform these days. Because, I mean, in my own county. We have a, an election official in, look at this, I'm in communist Oregon in a red county in the southern part of the state. And the guy who runs the election office in this county is an Air Force veteran, so a veteran, get that, in a county that is the most, in a state that's the most rigged election system in the country because it's all mail-in voting, and they have every which way under the sun to to. Sh- to shuttle in illegals here. They've tried to recall Kate Brown three times, and every time there's some sudden rule change that makes it impossible. It is the most rigged system in the entire country. And, and that's why Oregon really should get an audit. But anyway, I digress. And there you have an election official here that is a, you, a Air Force veteran that says there is no fraud and was no fraud in the Oregon election system. You see, you cannot give your... You just can't turn to people and go, oh, thank you for your service. Whatever. Remember, we have a volunteer service. I respect veterans for what they do. But they chose to go there that way, as I did. All right? Right now, we're in the middle of a war. And the war is being fought not by men and women in uniform, but by you all. And us, together. And the last time I checked, we're not getting up in the morning and putting on our camouflage undies. Well, maybe you are if you like that stuff. But it's not required. Let's put it that way. The most important thing that we can do right now We should all just start honking horns. That's really what we should do. Just like driving around and just honking like crazy every day to drive every person literally insane. That would be good. Just join the Canadian honk thing. I mean, that's one way of doing it too. Like just honk all the time. 
It's literally like Jericho on steroids. So I want to read you 1 Samuel 17, 41 to 51. I always find this passage very inspiring. And it is the reminder of the strength that we need. And it's David meeting the Philistine. And we need to have this strength in us. And we have that strength in us. It's the connection we have through Christ Jesus. So it begins, Then the Philistine came on and approached David with a shield bearer in front of him. I'm going to stop there. I just love this scene because the Philistine's so big and so arrogant that he's actually pulled along a shield bearer. It's like, you shall carry my shield. Oh, yes, yes, master. That's like, the shield bearer is probably vaxxed. We continue. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy with a handsome appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine also said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field. Now, this is the part, patriots, I love, and this is the part every one of us needs to like have in our heart, especially when we just talk to anybody, even a cop. You know, I really would like to just say police officer, but unfortunately, there's so much dirt baggery going on. We're back to that you're a cop until you prove otherwise, and now you're a police officer, and then I'll give you that respect for being a Leo, law enforcement officer, but not until then. Anyway, I continue. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your head from you. And I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God is in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hands. Now, this guy is, is awesome. And this power is there available to every one of us. You can check it out any time from God. You just need to call up God and go, hey, God, how are you doing? And you don't even have to dial. It's free because you just have to sit down in prayer and go, hey, God, how are you doing? He's like, yes, my son, what do you need? Well, I'd like to uh, get a side order. Actually, I'd like to get a full order of uh, David Courage with with a supersize on that, if I may. God's when he's like, cool, what are you doing? Do you want to cut off somebody's head? No, not yet. But I want that courage. And I want to just, I want to rock it in my day. All right. Coming right up. You want that? You said you wanted it supersized? Yeah, absolutely, God. Please, supersized, and I'd like an extra order of fries with it if we could. I mean, Patriots, that's that's what it's going to take. You don't have to order the fries, but it's going to take that sort of focus and having the courage to ask God. And... 
I, I actually, I've had this conversation about the sword with God and it kind of goes like that. Are you, are you wanting to cut somebody's head off? No, not yet anyway. But if you want me to, you let me know because I'm, I'll be right there. I have no problem. Just, we'll keep it to the sword of the spirit for right now. And God's like, probably a good idea. Because I don't know that I can make bail for you. It's like, yeah, I'm not sure that would work out too well either. But the whole point of this is you need to be able to have the courage to ask God and to talk to God. And we need strength. Look, it's not easy for anybody right now. This deep state is a mess. And it weighs on all of us. And every one of us, I don't care who you are, you can tell me all day long, it's like, I don't have it. I've got it all clean with God. I'm strong. I've got this. I'm fearless. Like, whatever. Got it. Check. Get on your knees. Be honest. Everybody gets knotted up once in a while. And we all need refreshing of that courage. It's not like the courage is never ending. You've just you've got to touch with God, get a check in there, and, and it's like, okay, I'm focused. Let's go. But when you do that, it's not just random. I'm I'm being random in the in the talk tonight. But the important thing is to be clear on what we're doing and what the intent is. Having courage to do what? What David is very clear on, and I love this passage for so many reasons, because David doesn't leave anything for the guesswork here. You come to me. He speaks directly to the Philistine. You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin. He lays out exactly what the threat is before him. And then he turns, he adds now, but, he says, to remind him, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. Fantastic. He's laid out why he's there. And he's not waiting for God to go, David, would you, would you slip up there real quick and defend my name for me? No, God wouldn't want you to do that. David's like, Mm-mm. you, you're taunting my, you're taunting the God, my God, the one and only God, the living God, <laughs> dude. And all you come to me with is a spear, a javelin and a sword. The unspoken there is you're a dumb fool, but go ahead, bring it. And oh, by the way, you got some ding dong shield bearer. And then he continues, and he's so specific, and it's, this is why I love this, because it's this day, and he lays out exactly what he's going to do, but he's also, that's like, that's like telling God, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. No questions there what's going to happen. And I will strike you down and remove your head from you. I love this. It's like, it's like <laughs> you literally want to just hear the next phase is like, yo, Philistine, any questions? And then he continues, and I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. That's ruthless and courageous. And here's the greatest part of it. And it's the most, it's the best part of it is David doesn't doubt any of it. Our greatest enemy is doubt. And through doubt comes fear or anxiety. But David doesn't doubt it. He knows it's going to happen. 
he is not intimidated by this beast that's standing in front of him and then his sword and his spear and his javelin. And he can he finishes and all that and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. This is amazing. Because David has already said he's going to take off his head, but he's already said the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear. He does not. Those are the final actions. The Lord's going to deliver you through the might of his will and our trust in him. So then to continue, then it happened when the Philistine rose, because he's now pissed, by the way. David's got his, like, really got, this is the greatest psyop too, by the way, because David's gotten right into the brain of the Philistine. And this guy's, this big beast is now really angry. He's like, what in the heck is this little measly dude trying to threaten me? And now he's angry. And when you have anger, you don't have clear thought. It's beautiful. It's well done. Then it happened when the Philistine rose and came and drew near to meet David, that David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand into his bag and took from it a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on, the, on his forehead and the stone sank into his forehead and so that he fell on his face to the ground. <laughs> That's almost like Heather McDonald, except she fell on her back. But anyway, I digress. But the whole point here is that David didn't rely on that which he didn't know. He relied on that which he knew that he had trained on and practiced on for his whole life. A simple sling and a stone. He wasn't intimidated by the steel and the big spear and the big head and the javelin. He wasn't, he wasn't intimidated by that. Because he put his trust in God and the courage was coming from God and he knew that he had everything he needed. One stone and a slingshot, sling, slingshot. If he had doubted, he would not have been there. He would have turned into meat for the Philistine. But his ultimate trust was in God. And we know that because prior to this, when he puts on the battle armor that they want him to wear, he's like, I don't know this stuff. I've never worn it. I've never gone to battle with it. I've never trained with it. Take it off. So he takes it off. He's like, I'm just going to like what I am. Come as I am. Come as you are. I am here to fight you. The Lord's with me. That's all I need for armor, by the way. And I'm going to rely on what God has showed me to do, gifts and talents, and I'm going to level you because I trust in the I trust in the Lord above all things, above my armor, above everything else. That's what's so profound. It's another part of this is so profound in this whole story. Thus David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and he struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in David's hand. The God does not God does not deliver by the sword. Only the sword of the spirit, which are the words, part of that is the words in which we speak on behalf of God. And he told the Philistine exactly what was going to happen to him. And this is the best part, because now the Philistine's dead, and David completes his promise. (laughs) Then David ran over and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. Then the Philistines, Philistines, plural, saw 
that their champion was dead and they fled. And of course, they were pursued and the Philistines' bodies were scattered everywhere. The courage that we will need in these coming weeks and months and years is centered right here. It's 1 Samuel 17, 41 to 51. It's that courage, and it's the courage that can meet any adversary. Literally, come as you are, be there, trust in the Lord, put your absolute trust in him as your armor, doubt not, hesitate not, and stand fearlessly in front of an enemy. That's what, where you are. And in this time, it's going to take those sort of bold actions. This deep state we are fighting is ruthless. Any enemy that is willing to savagely maim children through a stealth operation by using information warfare to persuade people to commit suicide or worse, become permanently maimed, is an enemy that will do anything. They will rape, kill, pillage, torture. They will do anything. So you can let those words settle into you and you can get all anxiety-driven. And I said those intentionally because I would tell you to take those to prayer because you have to come over the anxieties of what those words represent because your enemy will do anything to win. Here's the thing. They can do anything they want to win, but in the end, the only victory will come from God. Period. End of story. They lose. No more said. So with that point of view, we can stand boldly in front of any of any of them and know that the Lord is with us and our strength is unlimited and we are fearless before them and they will not succeed. So, as we move into these phases now of battle, because this is now a very real battle, before I think people had a hard time accepting that warfare, many, not all, have had a hard time accepting that information warfare is real. It is as real as any war. But we're now heading into more of the physical presence now. We're taking stands. We're taking action. And as we defy the masters and their beasts of burden that they've deployed across the world, they will react. They will, first of all, threaten. They will then try to offer you tokens of appeasement, which they will ultimately not hold to. They will offer bargains and opportunities for you to go home and to be not hurt anymore. But in the end, if you do not comply, they will do everything. They will go after your family. They will go after your children. They will go after your money. They will go after you. So you can enter that space with, first of all, the knowledge of what they will do because anything is on the table. And you can let that become an anxiety and a fear, or you can take it to the Lord in prayer and say, I need strength like David. And that's what I do and what I would encourage you to do because then no matter what happens and if everybody's in alignment with God, everybody's good. The bottom line to all this, your friends, your family, yourself, 
we all have to be in alignment with Christ and a deep, intimate relationship with Christ because then whatever befalls us, it's literally a party in a kind of a dark way. It's like, okay, so what are you going to do to me? Because no matter what you do to me, I have life afterwards. So check that box. I'm going forward. Get out of my way or be crushed because God's at my back and Christ is at my front. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in this time of so much change and pressure to force humanity into a box, to force them into complying to this draconian weapon of war, as we have militaries pretending like they're going to fight on the ground, deceiving people as we have financial manipulation going on in the backside, as we have a pressing threat before us. All of this designed ultimately, Lord, to reshape humanity, force humanity to comply to them as the masters, to give up everything by our free will, and to destroy our genetics, to break our bond with you. Lord, we pray for those who have succumbed to that threat and that pressure. We pray deeply for them. We pray that through your grace that they will be forgiven. Through your grace that they will be awakened. Through your grace that they will start to seek that deep and intimate relationship with Christ that can literally transform them and heal them. Lord, for the remnant that stands, we pray for the strength of David. The boldness to stand before an enemy fearlessly coming as we are, using our gifts and talents, having you awaken within us the power of what that means to understand its use in every engagement. And above all, Lord, to proclaim this battle each and every time in your name, to give you honor to why we are here, and to know that in this fight, you supersede all. Let us never doubt Let us stand boldly in the face of the enemy. Let us stand fearlessly in this walk in life. Let us truly understand, appreciate, and hold that line that you've asked us to do, to occupy the kingdom and to go further, to expand the kingdom in your name. Lord, let us never forget the sacrifices that were made for us for this time in this place. Sacrifices made by your son, Christ Jesus nailed to the cross to release us from our sins, to give us life. Let us pursue that relationship with Christ, that intimate relationship with Christ. Let us come to him and through him to you, Father. Open hearts to seek forgiveness, to repent, and to stand boldly in the face of this enemy with you at our back and Christ in our front. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is going to be a steady path, in my opinion, ahead of peeling back the layers of the onion. Each step we go forward, we're going to be challenged. We have to keep our eyes open. We have to have eyes to see clearly. Because the deception has run deep. 
and we've been channeled by multiple layers of deception. We can't hang on to the idolatries of this world. We have to keep our eyes focused on Christ and through Christ to the Father. And as we constantly reset to that always, no matter whether it's the trucker assembly or whether whether it's a protest, whether it's a confrontation at a school board, whether it's a meeting with friends, eyes on Christ through Christ to the Father. And when we put that boldly in our heart and under our feet, we will not be deceived. We will see clearly. And even in those moments when we're shocked or have to face difficult truths, it's that anchor that we are talking about, Christ and Christ to the Father, that allows us to move through that with clear vision and a, and a clear heart. So keep your, head, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. Our prayers tonight, please raise our prayers for Canada. Pray for their strength, pray for the clarity of sight, pray that they hold the line. This is the beginning of something bigger than us. And we all have to come together now as warriors in the Lord's army with Christ in our heart. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. Our mission, though, is here in the now for this time, for such a time as this. Mission forward. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Step on snakes and scorpions and proclaim dominion over all evil. Have a blessed night, patriots. I'll see you tomorrow night for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights Pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now.
but found Reaching through somehow Oh, you're an island when the world is too loud When the seasons change I know the space between us will stay the same Resting on this faith When your soul answers calls far away Thank you. 